Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men. Fifteen minutes. Eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. His glory I will see. I will hey, Andrew. Greetings and salutations, Edwin. <laughs> We've been talking about God. Today I'd like to talk about man. Very good. From Psalm 8. Psalm 8 is there. Now, which Bible are you going to read out of today? I'm reading out of the New International Version today, NIV. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. From the lips of children and infants you have ordained praise because of your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him, the son of man that you care for him? You made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor. You made him ruler over the works of your hands. You put everything under his feet, all flocks and herds and the beasts of the field, the birds of the air and the fish of the sea, all that swim the paths of the sea. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Well, there's a lot of glory going on in that psalm, isn't it? A lot of glory. All of it belongs to God. Almost all of it. But he gives some of it to man. Well, you know, in this world, we don't always know our place. We don't always understand where we ought to be and where we fit in. And I think reading a psalm like this gives us a worldview, at least the uh, at least the uh, broad strokes of it, that there is a God and creator of everything. And you're not him. I'm not him. <laughs> I mean, me either. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's, a, that's a good thing to know. Yeah, neither is David the psalmist. But in this creation, uh, we're not plants and animals and rocks okay we're also not heavenly beings angels and of course we're not god we're but, but we're not animals either but we're not animals either That's we're exactly not the right. beasts of the field the sheep and the oxen we're distinct we are completely unique uh, yeah <laughs> we are unique well david here as he writes this psalm looks back to adam and I do want to emphasize that because I know what I want to talk about tomorrow. I want I want to place a pin in this that when David's writing, he looks back to Adam. That'll be important when we talk about tomorrow, which is going to be the Hebrew writer quoting. I don't want to get into that today. But David is looking back at Adam, and he sees Adam as creation. Yeah. And he understands that Adam is lower than the heavenly beings. He is lower than God. He is lower than the angels. Really... When we start this psalm off and talk about God being way, 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 way up above the heavens, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We, we realize that, well, as, as a created being, man's actually really, really tiny and small and insignificant and inconsequential. And yet mm-hmm. God lifted up man and woman as the crowning achievement of his creation. That's right. As being the ones that have dominion over all of this that God has made. And I'm afraid that that is lost on a lot of our neighbors these days. We're we're living in some pretty hardcore secular times where people would not just necessarily get on board with people are so different from animals. Yeah. Right? You know, we're we're just another animal. We're the hairless apes. We're the you know and and because of evolutionary processes we, I guess, have hit a lottery of sorts mm. uh, that we've come along where we are. But we're just another animal, you know. Well, and we, as time goes by, you know, our kids might be different looking kind of animals. Well, we are in a sad place in our American history where um, maybe some more honor and respect 
is given to animals than even humans. Oh, wow. Well, wow. Es- yeah. especially, especially, and I, I don't want to be a downer, but when we consider abortion. Abortion on demand in so many places. You know, the reality is, is if you decided to go out and, and just kill an animal, a dog. Particularly one on an endangered species list. Uh, you would be in big, big trouble in our society. But mm-hmm. if you decided to go abort a human, mm-hmm. uh, a human yeah, given a dominion over the, you know, this special creation of God that has a unique position in the created order, our world says it's okay. Not everybody I know. I know there's great outcry against that for many, and I appreciate that. I, I very much appreciate that. But, but, but we have a culture that says that well, it, it is it is less important to keep alive a baby, yeah, than it is to keep alive an animal. And we have to understand God has placed mankind up above, given dominion. This this child that is being aborted, that is being executed. Yeah, that is being womb. sacrificed to the God of self, not mm-hmm. Molech. We talked about that, and and but to the God of self because of my pleasure and the inconvenience it's going to give me. Um, we are losing sight of man's place in this world, of woman's place in this world, of humankind's place in this world. That's exactly right. And so, what this psalm I think invites us to uh, is to compare this biblical worldview and the message of Scripture about God and creation, a created order, and where mankind fits in that, human beings fit in that, and contrast it with so much of a secular society, a story of evolution that tries to explain our existence here without God, but then it leaves us completely lost with, well, then what's my purpose here, and, and why am I here? You know, there, there's no answers for any of those questions. If it's all a, a happy accident, happy for me. A couple of days ago, I mentioned a book that I read years ago by Philip Freund, and I believe the book was named The Myths of Creation. And one of the things I found fascinating in that was he pointed out that this idea of men coming from animals is not new. There have been many really? ancient, many Because ancient I thought cultures. that was a breakthrough of science <laughs> in the 1800s. You're saying that there was a concept of this even before absolutely Darwin and absolutely Charles Lyell and all those guys? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there, there are a great many religions, ancient religions. In fact, my understanding is, is that some of the indigenous peoples here in America, you know, one of the reasons they have totems mm-hmm. is because they often saw their tribes as being descendants of certain animals. Hmm. And so in their religious upbringing and mm-hmm. training, they, that's, that's how they saw the history of the world, that, that from animals came men. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, back to the, the principle that that fellow had in his book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which to me was just so fascinating. I mean, it was eye-opening to me as I read this. He made the point that, look, these things that are being said now that are being touted as science are actually just as much myth as anything else that's ever been said. Because he says, look, I'm telling you, I was told after I graduated high school, no, no, what we knew then wasn't right. And mm-hmm. I was told right, after right. I graduated college, went to grad school, no, what you were taught in college wasn't right. We know. Di- and it keeps changing. It keeps changing. In other words, and, and I appreciate scientists continue to study and science is, scientists correct. And I'm glad for all of that. But basically what that says to me is what they're saying today in 10 to 15 or 20 years, they're going to say what they're saying today is wrong. Yeah, because that's what they've done every single time. What they're saying today in ten to fifteen years, they're going to say that's not the way it worked. Mm-hmm. What they're they're 
trolling around, trying to figure out how it worked and coming up with the best ideas they can. And they are actually just twists and tweaks on what men have been saying for millennia. It's just that as long as you remove God from the picture, yeah. it's it's just a deityless myth. Yeah, I, it, it, it's fascinating to me. That is fascinating. I, I will say that I I want I want people to desperately understand that the Bible is true, and so people have an inherent value of life made in the image of God which is what makes abortion, abortion on demand, so abominable and uh, heartbreaking because these are uh, other sons and daughters of Adam and Eve dying. I mean, it's terrible. But then for the children that do come along and the children I'm raising, I want them to understand they are not mere animals, that there is an expectation of morality and behavior and treatment to a fellow man inherent in their created order as human beings. If you keep telling people they are nothing more than beasts and animals, they're going to act like beasts and animals. And society tears itself to pieces. I, I want to go back to this uh idea of abortion, as somber and difficult as it is to talk about. Because I know a lot of the times when I talk about it and we talk about it, we, we talk about it on that kind of global political scale, like you know, abortion on demand, laws, and, and what the culture is doing. I want to think about the individual. Mm. I, I know that individuals who have gotten abortions, for many of them, it's heartbreaking. I will tell you what's heartbreaking. It is. It's not an easy choice. What's heartbreaking to me is the number of folks today that as they're involved in this debate are acting like it wasn't heartbreaking for them, like it was no big deal. I mean, I've seen some of those newspaper ads and articles where people have glorified it. I don't think that's where most women are when they've made that choice. What I want to encourage you, if you are in the situation of an inconvenient pregnancy, Mm -hmm. um, unplanned, unplanned, and and that's a terrifying place to be in. this, This being that is growing inside you is already human. This being that is growing inside you is already being fearfully and wonderfully made by God. Mm -hmm. And I understand that sometimes that can be inconvenient. Mm -hmm. It's not planned. It it messes up what, what, what our hopes and dreams were. But I promise you, when you place on that child the value that God places on that child, there will be blessings that come. Absolutely. Now, look, I understand if you decide, oh, it's wrong, I'm just not going to do this, and you despise the child and you hate the child because you just view the child as inconvenient, well, then there's going to be some problems and there's going to be some, some long-term consequences, even generational. But, but when you can place on that child the value that God does, the same value you want everyone to place on yourself, no matter how inconvenient you are to them. Because I know I am often inconvenient to people. No matter how unplanned, no matter, place the same value on them, on that child that God does. There will be blessings for you and for that child that come out of that. There is a blessing in bringing another child into this world. And even if in... um your situation you just don't see a way that you would be able to raise the child provide the child it doesn't mean that god can't make a way and there are other families there are other people who would love the blessing of that child Uh, and to be able to come and partner with you 
to raise that child, to be a blessing to you in your life and help you through this difficult time that celebrates life, preserves life, because that honors God. The glory of man, it's its truly amazing. I, I'm not even sure if I can pull away from the somberness of, and the deepness of what we just got into on that conversation there. Uh, but the glory of man, how, how amazing it is that God has given man dominion. David looks back to Adam and remembers the creation and, and where God placed man in that creation. And I pray that we can remember that for all of us today. And, you know, I guess I'll just wrap up with this one more comment. I need to remember that when I'm looking at the person I don't like very much. Yeah, that's right. I, I need, I need that, to remember that. That person is also made in the image of God. That is exactly right. Yeah. And I need to yeah. give them the respect that is due that. Mm-hmm. Um, th- this, this, is, this is the worldview that the Bible gives us, that when we look at humankind, respect, glory, and honor, even the ones I don't like very much. Mm-hmm. Well, we talked about some difficult things. Honestly, this went a little bit different than I had thought it was going to when we got started talking, but I hope it's been helpful. Um, let's, let's give God the praise and the glory. What are you learning from Psalm 8? What are you learning from wherever you're reading in the Scripture? We'd love to hear about that. Send us a message at texttalk at christiansmeethere.org, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. I want to wrap up with a prayer. Glorious God, you are the wonderful, holy God and Father, and it is amazing that you are mindful of us. It is amazing that when you created mankind as small and insignificant and inconsequential as we are in the universe, You crowned us with glory and honor and placed us in the place of dominion over your handiwork, over what you created. What a vulnerable place you put yourself in and trusting us with this. And of course, we are left remembering that Adam actually didn't do a very good job in his dominion, and and we don't either. And so, Father, we thank you for the, the place that you've given us. And right now, I do want to pray for everyone who is listening those who have children, those who are having children, those who are considering it, and for anyone who is considering ending the life of a child in their womb, Lord, give them a place to go. Let them hear the news of life and of salvation and deliverance that comes from Jesus. Let them find a group of people that will come alongside them and help lift them up and, and help them raise that child. And Father, I pray that each and every one of us can give the respect to other humans, whether we like them or not, whether they agree with us or not, whether they're in the womb or not. Give them the place that you have given mankind on this, in this world. We love you, Father. Thank you for loving us first. Through your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians Who Meet on Livingston Avenue this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge wrote and sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so others can learn about it more easily. Have a great day.